Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. Well, this morning we are continuing in this series we've been doing for the last few weeks called Why. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, Why? Why? And here's what we've been doing. We've been talking about some important questions in life, some important questions that many of you might actually have about God. And some of these questions are pretty serious and pretty deep. So we just figured every week we ought to start out with something kind of fun, something kind of kind of funny. And just think about some of the questions I have. I mean, I'm telling you, I got some deep thoughts rolling around in my mind here. And some of you have some of these questions as well. I mean, some deep philosophical questions, questions such as like, why is it that when you sit down or when you sit up, the result is the same. Have you ever thought about that? You know, I mean, questions like, like, why do kamikaze pilots wear helmets? I don't know. Why do they, why do they wear helmets? Why do they call, uh, call them apartments when they're all connected together? Come on, I know I'm blowing your mind here. And then I like this one. I like this one so much. If a black box in the plane is indestructible, why can't they make the whole, blo- whole plane out of the black box material? You know what I'm saying? Right? I mean, why? And there's these questions in life that are like the deep kind of questions in life. Some of them are kind of funny. Others of them are pretty serious. In fact, these serious questions are the ones that we're dealing with in this series as we're talking about some of the questions that maybe some of you might have about God. And here's what I know about these questions is I know that sometimes it's these little questions, these doubts, these thoughts that we have in our mind. Maybe we wouldn't say them out loud, but we think them in our hearts and our minds. These little things might be the things that are holding some of you back from experiencing a true relationship with Christ. Many of you would cross that line and would would surrender your life to Jesus if somehow you could just get a few of your questions about God answered. And so this is what the whole point of this series has been about. What, What if we just brought those questions out into the open and what if we just talked about them? What if we just looked to see what the scripture has to say about some of these kind of taboo questions that we might have in our minds and hearts about God. And we've already looked at a couple of them. In fact, if you haven't been here the last couple of weeks, I would challenge you and encourage you to get the LifeGate app on your phone. Go back and listen to the last couple of podcasts. Share them with some of your friends who might have some of these questions because we've dealt with questions like, why didn't God answer my prayer? And many of you, men, you have that question. Like, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. I saw God answer other people's prayer, but he didn't answer my prayer. What's the deal? Is something wrong with God? Is something wrong with me? And sometimes, man, that holds you back from true, a true relationship with Jesus. And so we attempted to answer that one. You can, you can listen to that on the podcast. Last week, man, we, we talked about a big one for so many people, and that is, why don't I always feel God? And some people, man, that's a big one for you. you like, I know my friend said they went to church and they felt God, but I didn't feel him. And does that mean he's not real, or does that mean something's wrong with me? And we kind of tried to uh, answer that a little bit last week. Next week, we're going to be looking looking at, I'd say, one of the biggest questions of all. In fact, I'm going to tell you, if, you, if you're going to miss next week, change your plans. Be here for next week because we're going to talk about the real, the meaning of life, like really deep stuff, like why am I here? What is my purpose? Why has God placed me on this planet? And we're going to dig into that next week. But today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to jump into the question that, that so many of us have. In fact, I would say this is probably the biggest question of all of the questions in 
this series. It's probably the one that holds people back from experiencing relationship with God the most. In fact, I've asked it before. I'm sure most of you have probably asked this question in some form or another before in your life. And that is this. Why do bad things happen? If God is a good God, why does he allow bad stuff to happen in the world? Why doesn't God seem to be fair? Why does bad stuff happen to good people? And then why does good stuff seem to happen to bad people? And where is God in all of these things that happen in the world? If God is really a good God, like you say he is, Pastor, why is it that all this bad stuff is happening in my life and in the world around me? And I will tell you today that if you have ever asked this question before, you're not alone. In fact, you're in good company. There have been some great men and great women of God throughout history, even in the Bible, who have struggled with and wrestled with this question. In fact, Abraham asked this question in Genesis 18 and verse 5. He says, should not the judge of the world judge fairly? In other words, Abraham is saying, why doesn't God seem to be fair in what he is doing in the world around us? Moses talked about it in Numbers 14. He says, God, why don't you treat your people as they deserve? Jeremiah said it in Jeremiah 12. He says, why do the wicked seem to prosper? Over and over we hear it from David and from the, from the writer of the Psalms when he says, why didn't God answer my prayer? And God, where are you in the struggle that I'm facing in my life right now? And why don't you show yourself to me? And why don't you deliver me? And over and over and over throughout the scripture, great men of God ask this question, God, why do you allow bad things to happen in the world? God, why don't you seem to be fair? The truth is, man, it's, it's really actually a good question. It's, it's a fair question. It's a legitimate question because you look around in the world and you see that there are a lot of things that happen that don't seem fair. Come on, am I the only one? Like you look around and you see that there are a lot of bad things happen and it's kind of hard to reconcile sometimes. If God is really good, then why does he allow these bad things to happen? Why are there children in countries that, that, that are starving to death when, when there are so many other children that have everything they need? And you look around and you see, why are there these other developing countries where people are dying of these, of these simple diseases that would easily be treatable, but they're not, they're not being treated and they're, and they're dying? And you look around and you go, well, what's up with that? I don't understand why that happens. And, and you look around and you see, you see sex trafficking and, and slave trading and human trafficking and all the bad stuff that happens in the world. And you go, God, if you're really good and if you really do love us, then, then God, why would you allow this kind of stuff to happen in our world? In fact, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty fair question even right now and the things that are happening as you just look around in the news Stuff that's happened just recently in our world. I mean, you look at, you look at the hurricanes with, with Irma and Harvey, and you look down in Houston, and you see all the flooding and all the devastation, and you look at that, and you go like, God, there were a lot of good people down there who lost their homes, and the, many that lost their, even lost their lives, and lost, they lost everything. And you look at that, and you go, God, that, just, that doesn't seem right. Come on, am I the only one? It, just, it doesn't seem fair. God, where are you in the middle of that? You see the earthquakes, two earthquakes, major ones that happened in Mexico over this this last month and I mean hundreds of people that died and you're just like God I don't understand like where are you in the middle of that you look at all the racial tension that we see in our world today and you go what's going on with that and where is God and why does God allow that to happen you look at the hatred and the bigotry you look at you look at murder you look at rape you look at stuff that happens in the world and it's kind of hard it's really kind of hard to reconcile some of that sometimes God if you're really good 
Why do you allow bad stuff to happen? Why do you allow bad stuff to happen to good people? Why don't you seem to be fair? And you see this in the world, but I'll tell you where we see it many times even more is in our personal lives. Because we look at the world and we go, man, that just doesn't seem right. But then where it affects us the most is when we look at our own lives. And we go, well, God, why did you allow that to happen to me? Like, I'm a good person. I go to church. I do the stuff I should. And, and, and why, did, why did you allow why did you allow me to go through that struggle? Why did you allow my, my friend, that person that I, that I love, to go through the thing that they went through? Why is, it that, why is it that when I was a kid, I was abused? That's not fair. God, why did you allow? If you're a good God, why did you allow that to happen to me, God, why is it that why is it that my that my grandma is the one that got cancer? Why is it that 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 happened to me? Why is it that that man? All we want to do in our in our marriages is have children, and we see all our friends having kids, and we and we can't seem to have kids, or maybe we maybe we get pregnant and then we have a miscarriage. And God, I don't understand what's up with that, or or we even have a kid and then our kid winds up having a, a disease, and 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 what is going on with that? Come on, right? Like, where are you, God, in the middle? of the struggle of my life. Why is it that, that man, my, my friends are doing well, but I'm not doing well, or I work really hard and I'm a good person at work and then I'm the one that loses my job or gets laid off. And then there's the guy at, at work that doesn't work very hard and, and he's the one that gets the promotion. And, and you know, God, that I'm struggling and you know that I've been tithing and you know all of this stuff and it just looks like I look at my life and I look at the things that are happening in my life and I can't help but ask this question, God, where are you in the middle of all of that? God, why don't you seem fair? I mean, it just doesn't seem right. Why do you allow bad things to happen in our lives? In fact, some of us, if we're really honest, we struggle with this question because we want to, in our hearts, we want to give God the benefit of the doubt. We want to think and we want to know that, you know, hey, God is a good God and we want to believe that. But then what we see kind of seems different than that. And maybe we even look at God and go, well, you know what? I do believe that God is real, but I'm not really sure by what I see in my life that he's, that he's really good. Or maybe we say, hey, you know what? I do believe that God is good, but by what I see happening in the world around me, I'm not sure if he really cares. Or maybe some of you are still even in this place where you're even struggling with, I'm not even sure God really exists at all. Because if God really existed, why would he allow all this bad stuff to happen in the world around me? Come on, am I alone in this question? I think it's a question that holds so many people back. And so today what I want to do is just attempt to to dive into it. And before we do, I just want to acknowledge it's a tough question. It's not an easy one for me to answer. I want to tell you right now that the truth is, is that it's not going to be a nice little tidy wrap it up in a little bowl in the next 19 minutes that I have left in this sermon. That's, I, that's a, you see what I'm saying? And there have been many more smart people than me who have attempted to answer this question. And so I don't claim to have all of the answers. But here's, my, here's what I want to do today. I, w- I want to attempt to just give you a little bit of insight into who God is. I don't understand why he does things that he does, but I know that the scripture tells us a lot about who he is. And in the end, even when we don't understand why he does what we do and he does, we can trust who he is, his character and his nature, that he is a good God. So let's dive into this a little bit. If you're taking notes here today, you might want to write uh, these four things down. Why do bad things happen? Why is it that God doesn't seem fair? Why do things happen the way they happen sometimes in the world and sometimes in my life? And I want you to see four things. The first one I want you to see is this. Some things happen because we live in a broken world. Everybody say broken. Some things that happen in life 
Here's why they happen. Because we live in a broken world. Now, sometimes here's what happens in the church world and with Christians and things like that. When bad things happen in our lives and we attempt to try to answer it, we attempt to try to get answers from friends and from pastors and things like that. Sometimes this is what happens. People will say, well, I'll tell you why that bad thing happened in your life. There must be sin in your life. You must have done something wrong, man. You didn't go to church enough, or you didn't, you didn't pray the right way, or you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't pray enough, or you didn't give enough in the offering. And so now God is punishing you because you didn't do it all right, and that's why the bad thing is happening in your life. And here's what I, we have to acknowledge. In fact, we'll talk about it in just a second. Sometimes bad stuff does happen because we did bad stuff, right? Come on. Sometimes there are consequences to that. But here's the deal. Even when we don't do bad stuff, bad stuff still happens. Why is that? It's because we live in a broken world. You could be the perfect person and you're still going to find struggles in your life. In fact, this is what the scripture says about it in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45. Look what it says. It says it rains on the what? On the just and on the what? On the on the unjust. What's that saying? It's saying, hey, whether you're righteous or not, whether you do good or don't do good, we all experience storms in our life. We all experience difficulties in our lives. And sometimes, man, we get this, we get this really small picture of who God is and how he works. And so we get in our mind that, man, if I could just do everything just right, if I could just check off all the boxes, if I could just list all the rules and do them all just right and just make my life just perfect, which, by the way, you're never going to make your life just perfect because we have all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But we think in our mind that somehow if I could just get all of this just right and get it all in order, go to church enough times, give enough in the offering, be a good person, help little old ladies across the street, whatever it is that we have in our mind that we think that if we could do all of that, then somehow we would never experience any trauma or any struggle or any problems in our lives. And there's two problems with that. First of all, you're not perfect. But even if you were, guess what? You live in an imperfect world. And the truth is when struggles come, when problems happen in our lives, many times it's just the result of the fact that the world we live in is broken. In fact, we look back in Genesis and we see the way God created the world. He created it and it was good, the Bible says. It was, it was perfect in every way. He created Adam and Eve. He put them in a perfect garden. But then he told them, don't eat from this one tree. And when they disobeyed him, when they ate from the tree that God had told them not to eat from, what happened? Sin entered into to the world and that sin made the world that was perfect no longer perfect now the world was broken and because of Adam and Eve's sin now we live in an imperfect broken world and so when bad things happen in our lives sometimes it's not because we have sinned or done anything wrong it's because Adam and Eve sinned and they allowed sin to come in and corrupt the world and because of that now there was destruction because of that now there was punishment because of that now there were consequences because of that the bible says that the ground was cursed that now because of adam and eve's sin there was pain and there was struggle and there was difficulty and there was and there was strife and that's the world that we live in in fact look what jesus says about it in john chapter 16 and verse 33 look what he says he says in this world you will have a perfect life with no trouble or hardship or struggle or pain because you are a christian is that what it says What does it say? It says, in this world, you will have what? You will have trouble. Hey, guys, here's what Jesus says. If you are in this world, here's here's the reason 
you're going to have trouble. You're in this world. And this world has been broken. This world has been corrupted because of sin. This world is no longer the way God designed for it to be because sin entered into the world. So even if you're living a righteous and a perfect, even though you can't be perfect, if you're living a good life, you're still going to have bad stuff happen in your life. And here's the reason, because you're living in an imperfect world. You are in this world, and in this world, you will have troubles. And so, so many of us look at it and go, well, God's not fair, but here's the deal. It's sin that's not fair. It's sin that broke our fellowship with God. It's sin that broke this world. And because of that, now, even though it might not be our sin, we live in a world that is broken by sin. In this world, you will have trouble, but there's even hope in this difficult statement. What does he say? But take heart. Everybody say, take heart. Take heart. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Hey, it may be a broken world, but God sent his son. God had a plan to fix what was broken by his son, his life and his death and his resurrection so that we can have hope that even in an imperfect world, we serve a perfect God. Why do bad things happen? Man, some things happen because we live in a broken world. Number two, write this one down. Some things happen because you made bad decisions. Let's just be honest for a second, man. Some things happen because, hey, we didn't do anything wrong and this world is just broken. But let's, let's just be real today and just say, hey, some things happen because we brought it on ourselves. Come on, right? How many of you know what I'm saying? There are times when sometimes we just make bad decisions. We just do stuff. And those bad decisions, our sins, we have to admit they have consequences, and sometimes we like, to, we like to live the way we want to live and just disobey God's word and completely ignore what God has said. And then the results are bad in our life. And then we want to blame it on God. Come on, right? I mean, let me just, let's just talk about it here. You can't go out and party all night, get in your car, drive, get pulled over, get a DWI, lose your license, and then go, God, why would you allow that to happen? Right? Like you can't smoke three packs a day for 25 years, then get cancer and go, God, why'd you let me have cancer? Come on. Some things we brought on ourselves. You can't, man, you can't spend more money than you make and live in a $300,000 house and drive a car that costs $700 a month and have $40,000 worth of debt on your credit card and not honor God with your tithe and live on a $50,000 income and then go, God, why am I struggling financially? Come on. Some things that happen, happen because we made poor decisions, because of bad decisions in our life. And here's the thing is so many times, man, we make these poor decisions, but then we're upset about, about it with God. In fact, in Proverbs 19, 3, it says, a man's own folly ruins his life, yet his heart rages against the Lord. It says, hey, sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes we messed up and bad stuff happens because we made bad decisions. And then we're mad at God. And I'm not trying to be unsympathetic if you've had struggles in your life. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. Some of the struggles we face are because we live in a broken world. Some of them because we messed it up. We made poor decisions. And let me just be real clear. Here's what I'm not trying to say here today. I'm not trying to say that, oh, you know what? I didn't go to church enough, and so that's why my house got flooded. Those things aren't connected. I didn't pray and read my Bible enough, and so that's why, you know, that's why my aunt got cancer. No, 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 no. That's, what, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying there are sometimes then that things are connected. Like, hey, I made a poor decision. And, and here's what the Bible says about it in Galatians chapter 6. It says, don't be deceived. Here's what the enemy would try to do. He would try to deceive you. He would try to get you to blame it on God. But here's what, here's what he says. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. For a man will reap what? What he 
what he sows. Guess what, guys? There are some times in life that the reason we're reaping bad stuff in our life is because we've sown some bad seeds. And what we sow is what we're going to reap. And it's not easy to hear, but it's just, it's just true. And so we have to look at it and go, hey, was this a result, this bad thing that happened in my life? Was it a result of maybe a poor decision that I made? I mean, I can't constantly ignore the ways of God and the word of God and then expect everything to turn out good. And some of you go, well, man, I've sowed a lot of bad seeds. Like, what do I do about that? Well, here's the good news is that God's grace is so amazing. That when we've sown a lot of bad seeds, you know what we just do? We just turn towards God. And you know what? When we turn towards him, his grace is so great that, yes, you might have to reap some consequences of the bad seeds that you sowed. But here's what's great about God is his grace is so big that maybe just maybe you won't have to reap all of those seeds. Maybe just maybe you won't have to reap for as long as you've sowed. Maybe just maybe you could turn around today and begin to sow some good seeds so that later you'll experience some good things in your life. Why do bad things happen? Well, some things happen because we live in a broken world. Some things happen because we made poor decisions. Number three, some things happen so that God can get the glory. Guess what, guys? There are sometimes when bad stuff happens in your life, and here's the deal. The reason God has allowed the bad thing to happen in your life might just be that God is setting you up to do something awesome in your life. It might just be that God is setting you up for the miracle that he wants to bring so that his glory can be revealed through your life. In fact, this is what we see in this story in John chapter 9. The disciples come to Jesus, and they got this man who was born blind, and they bring him to Jesus, and they begin to kind of put it into categories like we do sometimes and say, why is this guy blind? And they say, was it his sin that caused him to be blind? Or maybe it was his parents' sin that caused him to be blind. And they just kind of do what Christians do sometimes. And they try to make up answers on their own. And Jesus says, no, 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 it wasn't either of those things. In fact, in John chapter nine and verse three, this is what he says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said, but, but this happened so that, everybody say those words, so that. This happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Check out these words, so that. Anytime you see so that, you're going to find out the why. And Jesus says, here's why this happened to this guy. It happened because I wanted to use it to bring glory I wanted to use it to do a miracle in this man's life to bring glory to my father so that others might see. And here's the truth, guys. Sometimes the bad stuff happens in our life, and it's painful, and I don't like it. But sometimes it happens because God just wants to set us up to do a miracle. And I'm telling you, if you never had a struggle, you would never need a miracle. And sometimes in the struggle is when God comes in and reveals himself to you and to the world. I mean, I think about just the events just recently. I look at the hurricane and the stuff that happened down in Houston, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand it all. I don't pretend to know and explain all the reasons that all of that happened, but I do know that God got some glory out of it. In fact, I saw an article floating around uh, on Facebook a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago, and, I, and it was a real article, not a fake news, all right? It came from the USA Today, and you know, what they, you know what the USA Today said? They said that the only way that the things are happening down in Houston and people are finding the relief that they need is because of the faith-based organizations. In fact, they said 80% of all the relief that's happening down there is happening because of church and other faith-based organizations like Convoy of Hope, which we support, and that even, that even FEMA was saying we couldn't do it if it wasn't for the church. 
Now, I don't know why that bad stuff happened, but I know God got some glory out of it. Come on, right? And here's the deal. Maybe, just maybe, that's what God wants to do in your life. Maybe the reason that you're going through the financial struggle that you're going through right now is that God wants to provide. He wants to do a miracle. He wants to do great stuff so that your family and your friends and your neighbors and the people can see your attitude in the middle of it and can see how God provides. Maybe maybe the, the physical illness that you're facing right now, God might be just using it, hey, to put you in the right place so that you'll meet the doctors and be able to tell them about your faith and the people in the hospital and the doctor's office. Man, I've seen it time and time and time again. Maybe the relational thing or the, or the thing you're happen, having in, in your family or whatever it is, maybe God has allowed it in your life so that somehow through it he can bring about a miracle so that he can get the glory from it. Come on, I'm preaching. Y'all need to be amen and I'm saying... Why do these bad things happen? Some things happen because we live in a broken world. Some things happen because we made poor decisions. Some things happen so that God can show his glory. But check this one out. All things happen. Everybody say all things. All things that happen, happen for our good. Man, hey, there's some things that happen because we just live in a, in a broken world. There's some things that happen because we made poor decisions. There's some things that happen so that God can get the glory. But here's one thing you can take to the bank. You can mark it down. You can count on it. It is a guarantee that all things can work together for our good. That even the bad stuff in our life, that God can actually use it to do good inside of us. In fact, it reminds me of one of my favorite, favorite passages of Scripture in James chapter 1. And verse number two, look what James says. James says, consider it pure what? Everybody say it out loud. Pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be what? Mature and complete, not lacking anything. James says, hey, you're going to have some trials. You're going to have some struggles. But you can actually have joy in the middle of those struggles because you can know that even though it's bad, it might might have happened just because we live in a bad world. It might even happen because I made bad decisions. It might have happened so that God can show his goodness in my life. But no matter what the reason, God can take it and use it for my good. And I got to tell you, man, there's some, been some bad stuff I've had in my life. There's been some trials, some pain, some difficulties, some things that I wish I didn't have to go through. And I'll be honest, I don't want to have to go through them again. But you know what? I wouldn't trade them. You know why? Because God has used them to make me the person that I am today. You say, Pastor, are you always happy about the struggles? Do you always consider it joy when you face trials? No, I don't. (laughs) Sometimes they come, and man, sometimes I complain. Sometimes I whine a little bit. Sometimes I try to run away and avoid them. Come on, you do too, right? But here's what I'm trying to learn in my life, that even the struggles, though they may be painful, they can still be profitable in my life. If I, man, if I just get the right, right, right attitude about it. And so what I'm trying to learn is instead of trying to avoid the problems, instead of trying to complain about the problems, instead of trying to ask God why this and why that about the problems, what I'm learning to try to do is just thank God for the problems. Thank God for the bad stuff even in my life. Not that I want to do it again. Not that I want to to just, you know, experience it again. But because I know that God is using it, he can use it for my good. It reminds me of the story of of Joseph in the Old Testament. Man, you know the struggles that Joseph went through. I mean, he didn't do anything to deserve what his brothers did to him. And they beat him up and they put him in a pit and they, they sold him to slavery. He went to prison. All the stuff that happened, 15 long years worth of struggle. And 
then there he is facing his brothers and he has to learn to forgive them. But look what Joseph says in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. Look what he says. He says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for what? For, for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Joseph understood this one point, that some things happen because we live in a bad world. Some things happen because of made bad decisions. Some things happen because God wants to get the glory. But all things happen for my good. That God can take even the bad stuff in my life and he can turn it and he can use it for my good if I have surrendered my life to his purposes. That's the key. See, this is what the scripture says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Look what it says. It says, and we know that in what? Everybody say it out loud. That in all things. God works for the good of those who love him and those who are what? Who are called according to his purpose. Here's the deal, guys. Here's what we can know. That all things, even the bad stuff that happens in our life, can work for good in our lives. But there's a condition to that promise. And that condition is, do you love God and are you living your life according to his purpose? See, some of us quote that scripture and go, hey, all things work together for good. But we haven't surrendered our life to Jesus. And here's what i got to tell you today. That is a powerful promise. But that promise is only available for those who have lived their lives according to God's purpose. If you're living your life according to your own purpose, doing your own thing, living your own life, your own way, bad stuff's going to happen. And I can't guarantee you that it's going to turn for your good. But I can guarantee you this, that if you have surrendered your life to Jesus and are living your life according to his purpose with all that you have, no matter what comes your way, you don't have to be afraid because God can take it and he can work it. He can take what the enemy means for evil and he can turn around and use it for good in your life if you love him and if you're called according to his purpose. So you say, well, pastor, I'm going through some bad stuff right now. What do I do? I've been questioning God. I've been wondering, God, why am I going through this? What's, what do I do about it? I'm going to blow your mind with the depth of this takeaway today. You ready for this? Here's what you do. Trust God. That's it. You just have to learn to trust. Hey, I may not always understand. There may be stuff that happens that's bad, and I don't get it. There may be stuff that, man, that God is doing, and I don't see, and I don't know how how it's going to work out. There might be times when I pray and God didn't answer. There might be times when I need God and I don't feel him the way that I wanted to feel. And there might be times when I went through a struggle or a problem and it doesn't seem fair and I didn't do anything to deserve it. And here I am, just like Joseph, in the, sitting in the middle of a, of a pit and I'm wondering how did I get here and where's God in the middle of this? And, and here's, the, here's the solution that even when I can't see God, even when I can't feel him, even when I don't know why it's happening or why I'm going through what I'm going through, I have to get to the point where I have to trust that he is good even when my situation doesn't feel or look good. In fact, I like what one old preacher said. He said it like this. Even when you can't trace his hand, you can always trust his heart. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) I mean, ever heard a preacher like that before? And yet it's so powerful. It's so true. That even when I can't trace God's hand in my life, I can't see what he's doing. Here's the place that I have to to get to is that I will always trust his heart. I may not know why he's doing it the way he's doing it. I may not be able to understand it even while I'm on this, on this planet. Paul says, hey, for now I see things in part and I only know things in part. But one day 
I'll be able to see fully, and I'll be able to know fully. And so one day we'll get to heaven, and we'll understand it. But while we're here on this earth, we may not understand it. So here's what faith is really all about. It's about trusting and believing even when I don't see, even when I don't know, even when I don't feel, even when I don't understand. In fact, this is what Proverbs 3 and verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and what? Lean not on your own understanding. I don't know it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I'm going to trust that he is good even when things aren't good why do bad things happen it might be because we live in a broken world some things happen because we made bad decisions some things happen so that god can get the glory but all things that happen can be used for our good if we have surrendered our lives to his purposes